Hi everyone. Welcome to Real World Parenting, tips and scripts for parents on roads less traveled. I'm Dr. Laura Anderson, a child and family psychologist, and I'm glad you're here. As you settle in to listen, let me reassure you that you are in the right place. If you're a loving parent looking for answers and encouragement, and maybe even a chuckle amidst hard things. If you're a loving parent who's raising a child on a journey different from your own as a child, and are seeking a compass as you navigate uncharted waters. This is the place for you if you get the theory of parenting advice you keep hearing, but for the love of chocolate and curry and all other nearly perfect things, that theory never quite works as planned with your actual children. Finally, you are in exactly the right place if you're a therapist or clinician who works with kids, teens, and families. My intention is that these episodes will deepen your work and change lives. So in this intro, I get two to three minutes here to boil down 30 years of work in my psychology offices and my experience as a mom in the trenches and let you know what I'll offer with this podcast. I almost called it Lessons from Our Living Rooms or Couch Conversations because my offerings will be things I have learned and keep learning from the vantage point of both my living room couch and my therapy office couch. The aim of this podcast is to offer hope, support, wisdom, and experience in community to provide clinicians a window into what our recommendations actually mean for real families in real life. We will talk all things kid and teen related and shine a spotlight on families navigating identities related to race, gender, and adoption. We will explore common child and adolescent mental health and wellness related topics. The hope is to leave you with a greater understanding of your child's needs and a, you got this, energy. Episodes will also feature actual practical tips and answers to questions including, well, what do I say when and what do I do when, so that you feel equipped to handle the day-to-day parenting puzzles we face. So pour yourself a cuppa or lace up some shoes or hide in your busy parent bathroom for a bit and join me for head and heart conversations about loving and living with children walking past less often traveled. Have I mentioned I'm glad you're here? I trust that you'll be glad. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Laura Anderson, Common Cord Psychology Services, and this is one of my favorite things to do in the world. This is me, and this is you having a conversation about gender stuff. Um, And I'm really glad you're here. Today, I want to do real specific tips and scripts around gender, kids, and pronouns. One of the things as I've thought about how to break down topics for my podcast that are tricky, there's so many different ways these conversations go. So when I set out to do tips and scripts, it you know it almost looks like this massive river with all kinds of tributaries in my head, or I'm standing right now at the base of a, of a very thick, tree and looking up at thousands of branches jutting out in different directions. And I want you to hold that imagery when we talk about conversations around gender. It's it's hard to do formulaic planning because everyone is an individual, because gender journeys are so different um, for different people. If you're tuning into this one first, here's an invitation to listen to the Parents Don't Panic (laughs) episode where I do a lot of definitions um, and give a little background information um, as I center parents in this conversation. 
Today, I want to do nuts and bolts. Um, some of the highlights that I talk about in the Parents Don't Panic are, I want to state this very clearly. If you have a child who has come to you and is saying, hey, something is going on with my gender. I, I don't, I'm not the boy or girl you thought I was based on my sex assigned at birth. So the doctor told you I'm something and, and there's part of that that does not work for me. I am expanding our view of my gender. I don't feel entirely male. I don't feel entirely female or I don't like the pronoun she. I don't like the pronoun he. I want the pronoun to be they. I've talked to lots of parents over the years who are like, what? I mean, really, part of it is an invitation to get to understand gender 101, how we differentiate your parts, your sex assigned at birth from your um, gender identity. You're, we used to think gender was in your parts. Now we know it's in your head and your hearts. So it's entirely possible that you had a child born with a vagina that does not identify as 100% female. And that is a leap for some of us. And that's okay. Um, there have been examples of that throughout the dawn of time. And many of us are still really learning about what it means to respond and expand our thinking about that. Now, I get a lot of parents asking how often, what percentage, how do you know? I mean, again, what we see, I would say nowadays there are some estimates and some surveys. I mean, there are surveys in the U.S. that as many as one in 10 or one in 12 or one in 10 kids identify as not falling in the old school boxes of male and female. They recognize that their internal felt sense of how masculine or feminine or male or female they are is a web, is a spectrum. It is not a box. So that's as many as there are left-handed people in the world. So you have the chance of raising a child who is gender expansive the same way you have a chance of raising a left-handed child. And so part of what happens for parents on this journey is like, huh, at first, and then, okay, wait, I mean, just, okay, I'm gonna wrap my mind around it. Where can I learn? When the parents don't panic when I live some resources, I have my online courses. Um, so heads up on that. But um, so, yeah, there are resources. There are places that you need to learn. First and foremost, when people come to me and they say, my kid is telling me this, they're too young to know. I say, how old were you when you knew you were a girl? And they're like, well, I just always knew. Okay. From like three or four. Yeah, I knew then. Okay. So why wouldn't your child know? Or even more so parents come to me and say, you know, my kid has not been saying this since they were three. I watched a documentary and I know there's kids who from the time there's toddlers are jumping up and down about how their sex assigned at birth doesn't match. That was not my kid. I can show you 10 years of pictures of them in frilly dresses spinning around. And now they're 13 and their body's changing and they can feel the world reacting to it. And their friends are all trans. And so now they're telling me they're trans, but they were not telling me this before. So I don't think it's real. Like so often I get posed in my office with like, is this real? Yes or no? Like, do I need to respond to this forever or not? It's like, we don't, we put that in a binary too. Is this going to be a fleeting temporary thing that will go away if I look the other way? Or is this my entire life on its ear and endless danger for my child? 
So I want you to invite you to see the space in between those two things. Another point of very big clarity. As far as we know, in all the research in the world, you cannot create a gender expansive or transgender identity in a child who was not already somewhere on the spectrum outside the boxes, as it were, right? I do these trainings a lot for, for adults and, I, and you can't, I do a ton of work in this field and I hang out with a lot of um, gender expansive, non-binary, trans, kids, teens, adults. I am cisgender. I am not non-binary or trans. My gender expression, how I show the world can be more masculine. You can't make, you just simply can't make me be something that I'm not. A lot of folks say to me, yeah, well, if you were 14 or 12, maybe I could have. As I mentioned to the parents, don't panic. There are some kids who explore gender temporarily. A lot of kids explore it and then continue to live somewhere outside of the standard boxes that we've come to know and expect. And they need to be able to explore. We learn about our gender in two ways. One, I mean more than two ways, but here's how I categorize them broadly. One, an internal process that is really you, yourself, your body, how you feel in your body and your body parts, how you feel when you're bathing, how you feel when you have to change for PE, how you feel when you're getting dressed, when you're wearing a backpack that pulls your shoulders back. How do you feel about your body and yourself when no one is around? The second thread of how we learn about our gender is how you learn to think about your gender based on the feedback you're getting from the world. We move around in the world all day with people responding to us very differently depending on whether they are reading us as male or female or non-binary, somewhere in between male and femaleness, a blend of male and femaleness and identifying. We, the world responds very differently, very differently. And people get feedback all day. Thank you, ma'am. Thanks for calling, ma'am. No, we don't have space for that, sir. Um, excuse me, sir, can I help you? Uh, oh, boys don't do that kind of thing. Wow, she's really a pistol or, oh, you got a feisty or a lady killer. You know, I mean, we have all of this gendered language for kids from the time that they're tiny. The world gives us constant messages about our bodies and our gender and what's acceptable and what isn't, starting from before birth all the way up. So, you can support your child in their exploration. So for a child, when I work with families, if they're genuinely exploring what their gender means to them, they have to live in it a little bit. We've got to get curious, do a thorough assessment, look up the Parents Don't Panic episode for what goes into an assessment. Um, and, and really let your child explore. And so pronouns, which we're going to talk about today, are ways to explore. Pronouns are key, critical, major for most people. I've met plenty of people who actually didn't really resonate with any pronoun, but most people feel an attachment to the pronouns used to describe them. If suddenly tomorrow, everywhere I went, people were calling me sir or referring to me as he, or if my brother started calling me his brother, it would feel jarring. It would feel wrong. Well, if you have a kid who's on a gender journey, it will feel jarring and wrong to use the pronoun that doesn't feel aligned with their identity. 
So oftentimes when I work with families, some of the safest places to start checking some of this stuff out is at home where your child can experience what it is like to be using different pronouns and, and, and register whether that helps them feel more seen, whether it feels jarring and weird, or whether it has no meaning for them at all. Saying yes to exploring a child's pronouns does not mean that you are jumping on the express train to transness forever. And I, even as I say that, I want to note that that sounds like transphobic. Like there may be people listening saying, and so what if you are jumping on the train? There are children who need to identify as transgender and they need your support immediately and you will learn to celebrate all of the beautifulness and complexity and riches that comes with raising transgender kids and having transgender family members. But what happens, what I see, the reason I use the language I just used in that clause is because so often parents are, are acting, this visual comes to mind all the time in my work where I, parents come into my office and they feel as if they're at the beginning of this wind tunnel and they're sucked in and they're hanging on like knuckles tight and gripping on the edge of this wind tunnel and they're feeling sucked in by the wind hard. And if they imagine the energy they bring in is, is fear because they imagine that by using the pronoun they for their child, you know, go take this to them or saying, can you take this to your sibling instead of saying, take this to your sister, that by saying yes to pronouns, they're letting go at the beginning of the wind tunnel. And now they're going to be tumbling in this space out of their control forever. Right. And I will, and I want to gently say that doesn't have to be the case. You can't say yes to, to a pronoun change that will set your child on a course or fate that was not theirs to figure out. And if they need to be on that path, then they need you to be on it with them. And if they're going to explore and figure out what's right for them, they need the data from the trial. I know it's not an easy decision. Parents decide, gosh, at home we can do it, but are we really going to take this to the soccer team or the chess club? Are we going to go back to school in ninth grade with a different name and pronoun? Or like, oh my gosh, I gave her my great-grandmother's name because my great-grandmother was my hero and she's the last girl and all the reasons why we have attachments to names. This is an invitation to recognize if you're joining your child on a journey and teaching them to think for themselves, if you support them and you're open to working with folks who can help you figure this out or open to conversations with them where you're saying, I hear this is really important to you. So, right, your kid comes home and says, hey, mom, there's something I've got to tell you. You know, I'm not she. I'm just not. I don't like it when people say she, it doesn't work for me, it doesn't fit. Um, can we use the pronouns they? Go something like this. Oh, wow, you know what? I am so glad that you are bringing this to me. I'm really glad you feel comfortable talking to me about it. That's, it's a lot for me to take in. Like, how? help help me understand. Like, I, I, yeah, I'm learning a lot about this pronoun stuff too. Help, help me understand, where, what do you know about all this? And then the kid starts to tell you, oh, so-and-so at school transitioned. And, and, you know, the more I think about it, the more I realize that I think this is something I need to do. And so tomorrow I'm going to tell the whole school, right? You're like, okay, well, look, I'll tell you what, you know what? We're with you 100%. I totally get this is your body, your life, your being, your gender. 
let's learn about it together. Like I, I want to know everything about how you're thinking about it. I'm happy to support you. Let's talk about, you know, where and when um, that we can think about this. So, so you know, I'm going to trip up, you know, that I'm going to, you know, mess up the pronouns because gosh, I, uh, uh, you've been one thing to me for a long time. So I'm an old dog and it may take me a while, but, but I'm going to try. And so let's see, how can we learn more about this together? Because here's the deal. If you instead say what? Oh gosh, I'm seeing this everywhere. Or, you know, Oprah was talking about how all kids these days are, are whatever that thing is where the they pronouns or they is not a singular pronoun. <laughs> I am the daughter of a grammar enthusiast, to say the least. And she, my mother, still is like, they is not singular. Well, they is in some situations. <laughs> and like, we can figure this out if it means your child's safety and health and wellness and identity. So, because here's the deal. If you start off the conversation with the clenching in the eye roll and then like, what? Okay, all right. And I suppose now we're going to burn our bras and, and you know, blah, blah, and turn it into some, you know, progressive thing or, or ch like, how could you possibly know that? Or that's ridiculous. Anytime you start with shutting down or eye rolling, then it's harder to ask the exact same questions. So even as an affirming caregiver um, and as an affirming uh, therapist, I still have questions. How did you start to know this? Where are you getting your information? When did you realize it wasn't comfortable to be called she? Like, when are you most comfortable with your gender? How many of your friends are um, exploring their gender too? These are all fair, great questions to learn how your child is thinking about gender. But if you have charged out of the gate with minimization, or, or because you're afraid, right? Because you're like, oh boy, that's gonna be complicated. Oof. And then what comes out is, are you sure? Like, man, slow down, slow. You know, I mean, there are ways that we can learn about how our kids are thinking, that we can handle our anxiety about it and ask the very same question that helps us learn how they're thinking about their gender. Same question, but they'll respond to it very differently if they perceive us as open to the process and genuinely wanting to understand how they think versus putting them on the spot to defend why they want what they want or to like scoff or minimize. We've all, I've done the minimizing parenting. It's a thing, we do it. But this is an invitation to stay open, to recognize that this is a time when your children need you to stay curious. And remember that connection is the number one thing in parenting. So whether or not your child is going to stay on a gender expansive path forever, you must meet them. You must create a space that is safe, that allows them to explore. If they begin asking for things that do have implications for school records or medical, by all means, find some support along that way. A thoughtful assessment is really important and needs to consider child development and gender and your child, all three. How does child development influence thinking and decision-making? How does child psychology, let's do four. Like if your child has other things going on with attention span or autism or learning or anxiety or obsessive stuff, how would that influence some of this discussion? Um, they have to know your child as a human. How do they make their decisions? And they need to understand the world of gender and they need to be able to be affirming and open-minded and support kids and families. 
it's a whole family journey with the child at the center and it has to be done thoughtfully. So uh, here's an invitation and learn more about the pronouns, look up what you can, sit with your kids and watch some social media and ask them to explain what they see. Find out if they think any of this stuff is, is, you know, getting too much attention and why. Learn how they're thinking about all of it. But the energy that you approach it with is going to make the difference whether you have a child who will be open with you and tell you what you really need to know about how to make decisions for them or will shut down, feel defensive, and feel minimized by your need to simplify something that is pretty complicated and beautiful and rich and complicated. So if your child comes home asking about using new pronouns, pause, ask great questions, offer support, and and recognize if your anxiety sends you straight down a path of inevitable life difficulties for your kid, breathe. It's a process. If they need to continue down this journey, then all of our indicators say parent support is the single most protective thing that you can do for a child. And truly, because I'll hear parents all the time say, oh, I'm worried. You know, there are bigots out there. There's biases. Yes, there is still a tremendous amount of transphobia and gender limited thinking. Absolutely. There will be new considerations for your family if you are raising a child who is resolute in, in an expansive gender journey. I don't sugarcoat that. It's real. It's important to develop a child's skill for recognizing safe situations and unsafe situations. Um, absolutely. And I hear parents say, I just, the world's going to be too harsh or they need to be protected or, um, you know, this is, this is just, I, I can't, I can't because it's unsafe. The most safe, the safest thing that you can do for your kid is learn with them and support them in figuring out how this piece of their identity works and giving them the message that they can be trusted to know what they need and that you will continue to be a guide and get help when help is needed. So those are some quick thoughts about pronouns. I will also say they matter a lot. They matter a lot to kids. It's a very obvious place where if a child is feeling dissonance, distress, discomfort, then the way we casually throw out, again, take it to her. Oh, that's hers. Oh, she will have the hamburger. Oh, he is going to do this or take that to your brother or pass that paper to him. All day long, kids get gendered through pronouns probably a hundred times. And if this is a source of distress, it is both a significant one and one that you can change at home that doesn't change paperwork and whatever. It's, it's a great place to connect with your kid to start. Stay open, stay curious. How do they know what they know? What is it about it that feels wrong or right? Um, how can you explore that with them? Yes, you'll make mistakes, but please know you're you're trying because it, it doesn't doesn't automatically start you on a path, but it sure will be an important part of your kid's path in the long run, if this is in fact what they need. So pronouns are super important. Somebody tells you your pronouns, it's really important to do the mental gymnastics and, and, 
and outside of your family, when you're not dealing with your children, there are huge markers. Be mindful of how you talk about people's pronouns and making assumptions. Um, I always, when people talk about their friends, I'm like, oh, it's he, you know, he or she, are they cool? Or what do you like best about he or she or them? And just, you know, work in a range of pronouns, educate yourself about pronouns and begin to imagine that you need to learn to think about gender and gender identity differently to fully understand this stuff. It's, it is, it's a new way of navigating the idea of old boxes are a web and that, you know, having bodies with penises or vaginas does not mean a destiny otherwise of interest or identity, that there is separation. There are lots of things that happen in the world of science and bodies between the moment when the brain sprouts male or female and the body does. And it's beautiful biodiversity. And we've all got to be able to be open-minded and broader in how we are thinking about identity. So if you have a child who comes home and says, this is the thing, ask some good questions, agree to try it at home, um, and just check out. Sometimes you'll really see a huge difference. And then your child gets information about that too, right? You know, I understand that not all change happens overnight. It can also be a good time to seek some support. Um, I mentioned it all genderspectrum.org is great. There are lots of great um, resources. You can check out my online classes. I have some, my website, I'll have some resources too. So just, just breathe. You're not at the beginning of a wind tunnel. If your child needs an express train, you will get help to help you with that. If your child is on a path of exploration, you can get help to help you with that. And you don't, I want you to get your media from a variety of sources. There's a lot of sensational information out there that does not serve you as a parent. So um, do the work to find the methodical, mindful, thorough, child, gender-informed assessments. And, and remember that this is really, I mean, again, it's an invitation for you to learn a ton. Parenting has taught me in general more than I've learned many other places. And this is another opportunity for us to... Um, expand judgments, biases, ways of knowing, and teach our kids to trust themselves and and show up for our kids. So um, practice staying curious and learning more about pronouns, and I'll see you for future episodes. Thanks. All right, well, thanks for listening today. Just a quick note here at the end to say I am so glad you joined. And I hope you are too. And if you'd like to connect with me more, come take a look at my website, www.drlaraanderson.com. There you can join my newsletter, keep in touch and find out what is in the works. You can also join me for coffee and conversation uh, on Facebook at Common Cord Psychology Services. So check me out those places and I look forward to further connection. I'm glad you were here today.